Hey everyone, my name is Caleb. And I'm Ben, and you are listening to Tribal Talk, a survivor podcast. Hey Ben, are you feeling any better this week? You know, I personally am feeling uh, physically better. Emotionally, I don't know. I've been cooped up working from home the last several days, and uh, it really gets to me. You know, I'm starting to really get how some of these survivors feel on these deserted islands, really distanced from social interactions. And I really feel like, you know, I'm I'm at one with the survivors in a way that, you know, I really can't say I've experienced before. So, you know, I feel like I, I know them a lot better now because like them, all I have to do right now is to sit around and watch Netflix, you know, and I can yeah. I think they could really identify with me in this moment. Right. Binge watch Survivor Kageyan for like the fourth time because that season's fantastic. And I imagine, too, they probably are having similar thoughts about toilet paper and bottled water. You know, there's not a lot of those things on the island. I do think they get toilet paper, though. Do you think they ever worry that they're going to run out because one of the survivors is hoarding it um, (laughs) nonsensically? Well, thankfully, they would find it pretty quick and they would probably get voted off. If only we could do that in greater society. Um, So, yeah, um, what an episode once again. Uh, we got treated to one of the most brutal backstab events in Survivor, and I would say in recent memory. Um, you want to kick us off with our first topics here? Yeah, so I think we have a lot to talk about with Parvati and Sandra being voted off, so I think we just need to talk about the other parts of the episode. Sure. Just to get it out of the way, so to speak, because otherwise we'll spend our whole time talking about that. Number one, Tyson's, you know, endeavor finding that fire token. First off, he is such a goober. He is such a goob. Yeah, Yeah. man. He is is so fun to watch. Pretending to pee so that way Boss and Rob wouldn't realize that he had it. And then then saying, he's like, well, then when Boss and Rob wasn't looking, I stuck it in my man panties, which (laughs) is hilarious and disgusting, which brings up something else. Jeff has touched all of those idols, and I'd say 99% of idols have been inside of someone's underwear. That's like where everyone puts them. That's a good point. Do you notice how he holds them almost with disdain? Yeah, that's true. Them? As he Do should. You, as he no, should. No, it's like it's like the minimum number of like fingers touching the idols to support their weight every time. And I and sometimes he'll like dangle them from one finger on his hand because you know he knows. And he's thinking about it, and he's like, man, I do not want to touch it's this. It's been nope. in underwear with people who haven't bathed in, at this point, 16 days. Dude, and they're dude. like, oh, I found an idol. Woo! Straight down the <laughs> underpants every no, single and time. And they'll pull it out. Sometimes they'll pull it out of their underwear at tribal. That's and so it's gross. like, And then they'll hand it to him. And I bet he, he is resisting the urge to just immediately toss it into the fire. Look, I get why they do it. Where else are you going to hide it, right? Like Kim this season, you know, she found the idol, and she even said, she's like, I wish I was you know, wearing actual pants because she had really no place to hide it. So I get why, but man, that stuff has to be gross. But yeah, Tyson's a goober. And then the other thing is I, I don't know what I think about him spending the fire token that he got from Parvati on the peanut butter. What do you think about that? 
Man, I, look, so we've talked about Tyson before. Most of the times we talk about him, you'll say something about how much you like him. And, and, and I'll say something about how I don't understand him at all. And, I, and, <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't necessarily super enjoy that. I, I like someone who I can like slightly predict at least, you know, like, like Sandra. I like Sandra because I can predict that she's going to sit down on the bench when everyone else is, is going to run and, and do a challenge with Tyson. It's like, okay, he got, he got a potential advantage on the return challenge. And he takes it and he spins it on a jar of freaking peanut butter. Like, what? What? And then and then his explanation of it, too, just baffled me. I actually rewound it and listened to it like three times over. And I swear, this guy is not thinking clearly. What did he call people who wouldn't understand the nutritional value of peanut butter? <laughs> what did he call it? Uh, uh, he said uh, yokels, I think. Yeah, I that's think what it was. The, yeah. the word was yokels. And it's like... Peanut butter is good for you. Sure. You're on an island and there's $2 million waiting for you if you can get to the end of the, the game. And you're sitting there like they don't know about the nutrition facts of peanut butter. And it's like, dude, you got a, a possible advantage to get back into the game and you're going to get a jar of peanut butter. And here's the problem. Peanut butter. Okay. And this is a personal opinion. Peanut butter is an ingredient. It's not a food item in and of itself. Oh yeah, that's definitely a personal opinion. Cause no, no, look, that looks I, pretty appetizing. I, I, I understand. Out of a nice, dirty ocean, but shell. he had nothing <laughs> to wash it down with. You gotta know that he's parched and thirsty, and he's sitting there just mulling. I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, to each their own. It's a free country, I guess. It's like I would do anything to earn that two million dollars. You know, without. Uh, obviously going against my moral codes. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. Now, what do you think? one thing that I did like in this episode is that maybe they showed it to us earlier in the season, but I felt like this was the first time we got a good picture of what the fire token options were, basically the things you can buy with various fire tokens. So one was that you can basically spend one fire token on pizza or peanut butter or some other food item. You could spend one token per return challenge advantage up to three of those, which is notable because Natalie has three. So she could buy up right. to three advantages for one challenge, which is a pretty big deal. And then finally, you could spend three to purchase an immunity idol. So I think his calculus isn't super off because given where they are in the game, they know that the merge is coming soon. They know that historically the first return challenge is at the merge. So they probably have another five, six days out there maybe until that return challenge comes up. So he's thinking maybe this food will give me the edge, number one, to stay in good spirits while I'm out here on the edge of extinction, and number two, to compete for that return challenge. So depending on what the challenge is, that may have been wise. If it's a endurance challenge where you have to maybe stand in an uncomfortable position for eight, ten hours, that might be the difference. Or yeah. if it's something like an obstacle course or a puzzle where Natalie will have three advantages, one at each stage, which I think is more likely. I think Natalie's going to win anyway, and maybe this yeah. just makes his time out there a little bit more bearable. So I get where he's coming from. The hardcore gamer in me is like, dude, you should have just saved it, and then if you didn't win the first return challenge, you can you can stock up and win it for the second one. Who knows? But it was definitely fun. It was entertaining to see him and see what's going on on the edge for a little bit. Yeah, I I think I can. I think I'm down with that. I mean, it's hard to say how much of an advantage those those return challenge advantages can be. I mean, if you can get up to we'll three find of out. them. If you can get up to three of 
them, I imagine they're not going to be, each one individually is not going to be huge. Correct. You know? But still, to me, if it's like, okay, you have a 5% chance of this advantage helping you win and get back in, or a 100% chance of this peanut butter making your time here, you know, a little bit better. Yeah. I'm going to take the 5%, man. I, I, I am because that's that's a 5% chance at $2 million and it's worth a little bit of discomfort. Yeah. I can only say that for sure because I really am, like I said, experiencing um, what it's like to be a survivor. <laughs> There's no differences. Zero differences. My situation in theirs is the exact same. Yeah. And, and I Look, wouldn't... they haven't bathed in 16 days. I haven't bathed in 16 days, okay? <laughs> I haven't used toilet paper in three weeks. Yeah, it's, it's exactly exact the same. same thing. So, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, okay. Uh, Did I get you off we? your train of thought there? Sorry. Yeah, no, it was too funny, <laughs> Caleb. You're too funny. Um, Look, I'll say one other thing. This will get you back in the mood. Here's a question for you. Should Natalie spend her three tokens on advantages oh, for the return challenge or should she spend her three tokens on, on the immunity, immunity idol. idol yeah mm-hmm. and then if she does get back into the game she'll be in a much better place i've been thinking about that and i think i think i think what i would do even if i was natalie what i would do is use the three advantages to get back yep. in the game yep. ultimately that's what matters the like uh kind of like what tyson said you know he's not going to spend three tokens on an immunity idol and then not get back into the game and look For like sure. a doofus which i agree with i agree with that sentiment but if you can get six man if you can get six tokens somehow i mean how powerful could that be i don't think it's possible natalie at might this do point. it she might do it i think i think she could she has a chance at it she has three no i guess if she had found the one that tyson had found she would have had four she would still have and a that's, shot at it that would be possible i just don't think there's going to be that many more opportunities before that next return challenge because, I mean, it seems to be there's one per vote off, right? And right. I think we're going to have this next week's episode, and then I think it's going to be the merge episode. So there's probably only one more fire token coming into the equation. But uh, speaking of challenges, the other thing I did want to talk about was the challenge we saw this week. So we had, you know, the three tribes competing with the, the rice bag challenge, which looks absolutely exhausting i found myself rooting for a very specific team so i wanted to ask you who did you find yourself rooting for if anyone and who stood out to you in the challenge so i found myself rooting for adam individually and therefore yara as a tribe um which worked out great for me because i won spoiler alert but the reason was because adam was showing you know how how vulnerable he was at the beginning of the episode when he said you know now that rob's gone i feel like the odd man out i feel like i'm next and beyond that i feel like the whole tribe as a whole deserves a break after that tribal and that whole experience they deserved a little bit of victory Yeah, they were stressing out (laughs) no kidding they had a rough rough few days and then they experienced just the pure elation of knowing that two people not from their tribe are going home so I, I, that's who I was voting for. It looked kind of iffy for them for a little bit, but um, they did end up pulling it out. So props to them. Okay, so people who stood out to me, I think Jeremy from Decal and Sarah with Yara are two of the strongest physical players in the game. And furthermore, two of the strongest physical players in, in Survivor. You know, I put them in the top 10 easily just in terms of how they go all out in challenges. I think another person that stuck out to me in this challenge was Ben. 
who looked like he was stabbing the rice bag with a ferocity and a hatred yeah. that I may have never experienced in my life. I'm not sure that I have felt that emotional about anything. Uh, he looked like he was... There was it looked some... like he had done it before. Okay. Look, <laughs> it looked like that wasn't his first time. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not saying that, but it did look like he has some emotional something something inside. Look, here's that's what I'll wrong. say. Here's what I'll say. He's a military <laughs> man, okay? He's been taught how to hold a knife, okay? He's had a little bit of training. And when you're in those types of stressful situations, he went back to what he knew how to do instinctually. Yeah, he, no, he he just de- he destroyed those rice bags and uh, and really helped his team out too. I feel like he had a really strong performance himself. Yeah, definitely. And so that's kind of who who stuck out to me. I think uh, with the obvious exception of Sandra, there are some seriously physically strong competitors this season. Yeah. Maybe maybe the strongest season as a whole ever, especially if you take out Sandra. Yeah, so the tribe that I found myself rooting for was Sele, and that's just because that's Parvati, Yule, Michelle, Wendell, and Nick. And the reason was very, very selfish. I'm kind of bummed out seeing all of these legends voted off again and again and again, yeah. week after week. And it really kind of shows what a different season of Survivor could have been because there had been a long-rumored season of Survivor, Survivor Legends. It never happened, but it wouldn't have necessarily been winners, but it would have been people who are probably the most famous players in the game, including winners, right? So if we had had that, I think we would have not had Nick. We wouldn't have had Wendell. We wouldn't have had Michelle. We wouldn't have had Denise, but we would have had Suri. We would have had maybe Richard Hatch. You know, we would have had some other players that maybe aren't quite as new school in the game. And all these really cool old school players are just going. Mm -hmm. So I wanted Parvati to make it one more week. And I just knew if she goes to tribal, we'll of course talk about that more. If she goes to tribal, she's most likely going home. So that's why I found myself rooting for it, just because I think that she brings an interesting play into the game. Yeah. Beyond that, I totally echo what you said about Ben Driebergen. He majorly stepped up for his tribe. He carried a lot of that weight, as well as Sarah, of course, but he carried a lot of that rice bag weight. He went at those rice bags with a ferocity that we have not seen from him. He normally seems like a pretty upbeat, funny guy, and he just attacked those things like it was it was a wild kill that he needed to eat and then (laughs) finally sophie is sneaky sneaky good in those challenges the dexterity that it takes to maneuver the ball through that type of maze i kind of had really forgotten how good she was at that the fact that she can do that and she is definitely no slouch at puzzles and she's socially and strategically smart she is doing so so good obviously we didn't see her very much because her tribe won the immunity and got that sweet sweet peanut butter and jelly but yeah that tribe is actually gonna probably do just fine in next week's challenge as well yeah i agree yeah sophie is incredible she's she is uh she is next level she's been playing well all season long she hasn't been making mistakes good for her honestly i'd love to see sophie win this season i i'd love to see that I think she's she'd totally be be a worthy candidate. So, all right, let's dive into the vote offs of the week. Oh, so, boy. number one, let's talk about Parvati, who I just spoke about briefly. Give me your thoughts on her being voted out. Was was this inevitable? Was there anything that she could have done? You know, did Michelle make the right move? Just just give me your take on all of it. Yeah, I mean, gosh. You know, I, I I said in the last uh, episode review that poverty was was the choice. Oh, and actually, let me interrupt briefly. I was a little bit annoyed because 
you were out of the two people that did go home, you correctly predicted both. And given what they showed us about Yara with Adam, had he gone, he would have gone as well. So you had the potential of being three for three. <laughs> and I was like, dang it. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was because you were going to gonna mention it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was going to sound a lot less cool coming from me. Yeah. So you were right. I recognize. I recognize it. Good job. You know, okay, so here, here are my thoughts. I think uh, Nick was ultimately the linchpin, right? Because he okay. was in the middle. He was the one who had the decision to make. What, I, what I'm curious about, right? Because you saw Parvati and Michelle work on Nick to get him to mistrust Wendell. And Wendell did himself no favors. At any yeah, point... Yeah, he seemed really unlikable. He he really did. Like, honestly, I, I, I actually liked Wendell... Up until like the whole Michelle and Wendell thing. And now I'm just like, he's kind of a jerk, you know? And like, I don't, I don't know how I feel. I don't, I don't, I don't know him obviously, but the edit is making him look like, you know, not the greatest person. Yeah. So I, I had some doubts as to whether Nick would follow through. And what I'm curious about is how much talking did Yule do to Nick to keep That's what I want to know too, man. I, I, I feel like there's something missing here mm-hmm. because it seemed for all the world like Nick was going to turn. I thought I thought Parvati made a great play. I thought she did it perfectly. She let Wendell kind of just self-implode, not only at Tribal, but also at the at the camp and, and just the whole time leading up to the Tribal Council. I thought they made a great play. I think Michelle, I think Michelle, you know, did the best that she could. She's not the most cerebral player. She was kind of putting all of her chips in on this one play. I I don't feel like it was terrible, but ultimately Parvati lost. And Nick, Wendell, and Yule stuck together like they thought they would and uh, voted Parvati off. So what what are what are your thoughts kind of on it? I definitely think that Nick was the most likely to switch and vote with them, but I think that Yule has just instilled such a sense of allegiance in him. Basically, Yule has made him feel like he's one of the tightest three in the game and that Yule has got his back. So I think Nick's approach in this game, trying to take a step back, really in my opinion isn't necessary because he's not looked at like a big threat. And I do think that one thing that Parvati and Michelle could have done that they did not do was instead of targeting Wendell, who I do think is a decently big threat, but I don't think he is, you know, he's not, he's not top tier threat, but Yule is, and Yule is firmly in control of this game. So I'm wondering if Parvati and Michelle even know coming from the previous tribe, I wonder if they know how powerful Yule is in this game, because if they could see that, I would just level with Nick and be like, Hey, look, Parvati is going to keep on being scary to everyone in this game. She is mm-hmm. not going to make it the final tribal. Yule might, though. Yeah. Yule's going to take up a seat that could be the seat that you're not going to get. He yeah. He's the one you need to take out. We have a tribe of five. This is a great opportunity to get him out. Why don't you join us on one vote, and you go against them, but the merge is soon. You're going to be fine. But rather, it was just like, hey, Wendell is going against you, so vote with us. And I think Yule just went to Nick and was just like, they're trying to get under your skin. Don't listen to them. They're on the bottom. Of course they're scheming. And that's really all that it took because Yule understands where Nick is coming from and uses emotional intelligence to meet him where he is and make him feel safe and secure. So Nick, even though he has a crush on poverty, he says it's a past crush. No, 
Nick no. has a current crush no. on poverty. <laughs> he looked pretty smitten last week and this week, don't you think? Oh, I agree. I agree. Blushing to the roots and, and everything. Yeah, Look, if he's... Nick wanted to save poverty, he should have done better in the challenge. One thought one thought that came to me, and we're going to talk about Sandra in a minute, but one thing that Sandra said during her tribal council is she started listing off all the threats in the game, right? And she listed, like, everyone except for, like, two people Mm -hmm. and so when you're talking about okay they need to paint yule as a threat it's like look they don't need to do that like they're all threats one three of these people are gonna end up in final tribal and they're gonna be those people that were like they'll never let them make it to the final tribal because these are all winners so they're all threats, man. They're all threats, as Denise aptly showed us this week. Yeah. They, they're they all capable of making the moves they need and and of winning this game. So at this point, it seems like the whole threat argument is almost thrown out the window. It's become more, who can you trust right now to get you through this next tribal and maybe the one after that? And Nick stuck with his decision because, like you said, he felt strong with Yule and with Wendell. He felt like he can make it through the next possibly two tribals with them. And um, and so he, he feels secure. So why would he mess that up? I agree. Short term, it's definitely more of a secure option because if you do go to a tribe of four and Yule's gone and it's you and Wendell versus Michelle and Parvati and you have a crush on Parvati and Michelle and Wendell used to date, you have a real complicated situation going on. <laughs> it's a lot oh, simpler. Man. It's a lot simpler Parvati. No, I wish picture. that's what we were getting. Dude, it oh. would have basically just been a dating show at that point. <laughs> it would have just been like another week of The Bachelor or something or, or Our some, Big Brother. Some, with, yeah, I think Big Brother is probably relationships or whatever yes Yes, it would have been very fraught (laughs) to say the least and i i think it would have been interesting but from nick's perspective clearly if your goal is to make it another day in this game that can get you at any time that was the right choice I, i think at this point we need to transition to the best topic that we have for today and we truly saved the best for last because we need to talk about the sandra's vote out and i really want to get your take on it first because wow (laughs) okay so first off sandra played herself that's that's clear she played herself something i was trying to think through is who gets more credit for this vote out is it denise or is it Sandra? Does Sandra get more credit for her own vote out than the person who actually voted her out? And I think Sandra actually gets more credit for it because she put herself in that position, at least to the degree to which she, I think, put the idea to vote her out into Denise's head. It seemed like before that moment, Denise and Jeremy were, were pitted pretty well against one another. Before that point, I don't think Denise was going to use her own idol and vote for Sandra. I think that she was going to use it maybe for Tony or maybe Jeremy. But she probably was going to play an idol regardless. But Sandra didn't know that. So she extends this idol that was going to go bad after that tribal anyway, because it was only good for three tribals, and this is Sandra's third tribal council. And she thinks to herself, how can I use this to benefit my game? Everything else in her calculations were correct. She correctly understood that Denise knew that she was on the bottom. She knew that she had this idol and this advantage that was going bad. Everything that she knew was correct, except she didn't think that Denise was going to backstab her that way. And goodness, it blew up in her face. I I mean, I agree with just about everything you said, but I feel like Denise gets the credit, man. 
Because here's the thing. I didn't give Denise enough credit to even consider that she was possibly going to betray Sandra. I was sitting there fully expecting Jeremy to be the vote, right? I was fully expecting that Denise was going to vote Jeremy out. And um, and it wasn't until maybe the, the three seconds before Jeff turned that sign that the thought even occurred to me. And when the thought occurred to me, I started to smile and the smile got bigger and bigger. And then when Jeff flipped it over, I literally jumped out of my chair and I started yelling at the TV because I was so excited. I was so excited to see Denise make a master level move and completely destroy Sandra, the self-pronounced queen of Survivor on TV. I could not believe the move. It was I that was the most excited I've been about Survivor in a very long time. I think that was one of the most legendary moves. And I think it was even worse because or or even better rather because Sandra had just spent like 5 minutes talking about how Denise is not a threat in the game. And she goes through and she lists every other player that's sitting right there besides Denise. And Denise has to be, I don't know how she kept her poker face. And maybe that was when she decided to make the move. Oh, I don't think so. I think she had this planned out, man. I don't know. I don't know. So in terms of playing that that second idol, I think um, obviously you have to say no, she shouldn't have played it because she didn't need to. But that's the hindsight call. Right. I think, of course, you know, we can see the arrow now, now, but she may have felt like she was about to get played by Sandra. And in Denise's mind, if the queen is going to betray her, then Sandra is absolutely going to flush the idol and vote out Jeremy and get Denise's tokens. And I think Denise saw that the deal that she had made with Sandra was not good for her. It was not good for her game. And so she just made the call. Um, to do something that put her in an awesome, awesome position and gave her great fodder for her final tribal council. For sure. I think, I think this is, this is fantastic. Here, here's my question for you. Does this move put Sandra above Eric Reichenbach from Micronesia fans versus favorites on the list of dumbest survivor moves ever? So I like to think of like the the power tier of dumb survivor moves i think (laughs) i think until now eric's move to give up his immunity necklace to natalie um (laughs) was probably the worst move ever he was played by sari in that all girls alliance and then parvati actually went on for the win and he was voted out that very same night that's the one that everyone knows that's the one that production shows all of the time when they're talking about dumb moves they play that thing almost every single reunion show that poor guy because he got played hardcore the other one i think of is keith in blood versus water two the (laughs) season that natalie won actually when he goes plan yeah stick to the plan and then their entire blind side plan yeah their whole blind side blew up it was all going to work seemingly until he said that then everyone got spooked and it all went away i think they were going to vote out john at that moment i don't really remember but this goes up to uh, for the last like 20 seasons as probably number one because of who it is. Really? It's so notable. Well, it's so it's because of who she is. It's like Tom Brady's last. Here you go, Ben. Here's your football analogy. It's like Tom Brady's <laughs> final pass thrown as a Patriot was a pick six in the Titans game. 
All right, that's a big deal. That's probably going to go down as the worst interception of his career because it was his final pass as a Patriot. This is Sandra's last tribal council and survivor, most likely. I don't think she's going to play again. She got voted out in her last game by giving up immunity when, by the way, she had the numbers. She had the numbers. She had done everything correct. She wasn't going home that night. So she then chose to, to try to overplay her hand Yep. Give this idol to another player, and it and it really came back to bite her. She could have just played it for herself. I know it was going dead that night. It was losing its power after that tribal, so she could have yeah. just played it for herself yeah. just to be safe, but yeah. she chose not to. She chose to try to parlay that into a better hand. Now, are you going to win season 40 without taking some risks? No. But this backfired in a big, big way. So it makes Denise look amazing. It makes Sandra look dumb. So I don't know if it quite beats Eric, okay, but it's up there, don't you think? I, I don't think it beats Eric, and the reason is because Eric's Eric's move was done before the vote, and uh, I think it was very public and very obvious that he was going to be voted out, and, and he did it anyways. I, 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 I don't see anything beating that. I also think that this is probably tied with, james move oh yeah i had two idols <laughs> i have two idols and then he goes, they were giant goes, idols they were such big idols back I then i think it's tied okay I think it's tied. okay because think like you fair. said like you said she was in a great position she was going forward at least another vote maybe two another dumb move is in heroes versus villains when russell single-handedly tricked Tyson into switching his vote to Parvati because Parvati freaked him out. And then yeah. Russell used the immunity idol and then voted out Tyson that same night. One other thing on the DeKal tribe, I'm very, very glad that this is our third season with Tony Vlachos. And we finally got our third spy bunker. <laughs> Thank goodness. I was waiting for it. I was like, Tony, where's your spy bunker, man? How are you going to get that sweet, sweet intel? It's time for the spy bunker. Dude, and finally we got to see the third iteration of the spy bunker. Also, bad move in a tribe yeah. of five to yeah. hide out for hours, apparently. Hours. And, and I was he like, got where's caught. Tony? <laughs> and he got caught. He still got caught. Even though there was only four other people on the island he came out at the exact wrong time dude well they're gonna notice that you're gone on a tribe of five they're gonna be yeah. like where's tony oh yeah he's gone and i'm surprised he didn't get and sandra's out. like spy shack guys let's not go to the water well <laughs> yeah dude she knew she yeah knew. she did sandra she's knows watched, she's watched enough survivor well there's one more thing for us to do today before we end things and that is to go on the record and make some picks so uh what are your predictions on the next vote off all right i'm gonna start with Sele, and i think the next vote off is gonna be michelle and that's just because she's on the bottom the alliance between nick yule and wendell seems as tight as can be it's really my same take last week with poverty but just switched to michelle because now poverty's gone i don't really see a scenario where that changes i would hope that maybe Wendell and Nick see the merge coming and they think to themselves, you know, it would be really nice if Yule was gone before the merge, before he gets reunited with Sophie and some other people from the original tribe. This is a big threat. Let's get him out now. I don't have any faith that's going to happen, though, because I think Yule is just too good. Yeah, I think I also agree Michelle's in big trouble. I think that there could possibly be another mix-up coming up soon, maybe like one tribe member switching over. I don't know that for sure. I just have this feeling because there seems like there's a lot of inevitability coming up, um, a lot of things that, that we feel like are, are for sure. So Michelle's in big trouble. I think... 
unless Yule gets it in his head that he doesn't want Wendell to make it to the merge, which I don't feel like it's going to happen. Let's say Michelle makes a play uh, with Wendell and Yule sees maybe Michelle and Wendell kind of patching things up. He might start to get nervous. And if he does, he might go for, for Wendell. I think he'd be smarter to stick with Michelle. So I, I really think it, all roads kind of lead to Michelle um, being the next vote out if it's if it's Sele. On DeCall, I think it's got to be Tony, right? Yeah, yep. Because there's no there's no Sandra Meat Shield now, um, and Jeremy so far has proven himself a more reasonable and sensible option moving forward uh, into the late game, especially with Kim. Tony has lost a lot of Kim's trust. To the point where, you know, she's saying in, in the confessional, like, I I don't I don't get Tony like he he's starting to lose it. I don't know if I can trust him moving forward. And that's like, OK, you know, and Je- there's Jeremy level headed wanting to have like just an open conversation and Tony's getting caught in a spy shack. I think that we're going to agree on all three of our picks this week, most likely. But yeah, for DeCall, I had Tony as well. I think that Denise and Jeremy are probably the tightest two out of the four. So it's just a question, is Tony or Kim going to be the more attractive option to them? I think Kim is going to be the one that they choose to take forward because she's been on the bottom since day one, whereas Tony has a lot of other fairly strong alliances outside of that group of four. So can they work with Kim? And by that, I mean, can Kim rely on them in a way that benefits Denise and Jeremy more than Tony? I think the answer is unequivocally yes. So with Yara, it's the same pick as last week. I think it's Adam. The only new information we got this week is that somehow through 16 days of Adam and Ben being together, they still haven't formed a real relationship, which is really surprising to me. And I think it's just because they are about as diametrically opposed in this game in terms of mindset as you can be. They approach it completely differently. Ben is all about challenges, and that's how he won. He's all about immunity idols, and he's about just living it day to day and trying to basically you know, make clutch moves. And that's what he really is genuinely good at. Adam is all about the long game. It's all about the strategy and the, and the risk-taking and all of that stuff, and they really are opposed. They were united in their disdain for Boss and Rob because he was trying to control both of them in the same way, but now they're separate. Then you take that and you look at that so Sophie and Sarah are tight. Ben Dreebergen to them, I think, is less threatening. He's more of a help in challenges. He's probably more helpful around camp. And Adam seems schemy. And the calculation is what it is. It's just math at that point. Adam's in big trouble. I think, honestly, in my opinion, I, I think Sophie's obviously the biggest start to win the game that's mm-hmm. still on the tribe in Yara. Um, but somehow Adam has, has continued his his legacy thus far in the season of just being someone that they can't trust. So that's unfortunate for him because it doesn't really allow him the chance to develop meaningful relationships with his current tribe members. I think the only one who probably still understands him or understands him at all would be Denise and she can't help. (laughs) Yeah. I think that Adam's single biggest mistake is the obvious one, which was when he chose to go to speak to, Rob and Parvati about their plans, which led to right. Ethan being voted off. And then he was outed as a guy who was going behind everyone's back. And I think that's what Ben Dreebergen remembers. He just remembers, hey, we had Adam in on this vote and he went behind our backs. And that's right. driving all of his decisions now. Which is a fair assumption. Yeah. It's a fair assumption. And I think what Adam is craving now is actually someone who is on his side and is a good alliance member. I'm curious.
curious to see if someone will give him that chance to go farther in the game with them and to be an actual alliance. But I just don't know if anyone can take him seriously in that because he hasn't proven it at any point. He had an opportunity and he blew it. Man, what a somber note to end this podcast. Yeah, Caleb, um, keep your head up, you know, as we continue on to our next week of, of living this survivor lifestyle that we have been, you know, make sure that you're um, getting plenty of nutrition if you get a chance to eat peanut butter with a seashell. Um, take that opportunity, you know, make sure that you're getting your nutritions and we'll see everyone next week on tribal talk, a survivor podcast. See you guys next time.